All right, draft time is over with. Now it's time for the evaluation of the nation. But it's always good to hear from the people that's from the outside of the organization. So we won't have a myopic view of everything so that we can see it from their point of view, from their perspective. Now, I will say that this draft, how I feel, is always a growing situation with me or with you all, it should be the same thing, that we should be looking back at this thing and saying, all right, let's give it time. That's why I didn't give out grades. It's good to give out the value of what this draft should look like, but we got to give it time. Nine times out of ten, we might not see what a player would do. We may not know what a player will do once they get that money, right? Remember what they say, uh, Money don't change people. It just reveal who they are. So when these players open up their checkbook, they be like, oh, my goodness, that first NFL check. It might reveal a whole bunch of things. So it's okay to have your reservations. All right, so Michael Lombardi is a former GM, and he's been around the league for many of years. He's been with the Raiders, he's been with the, I believe he's been with the Packers for a spell, or the Browns, as well as, uh, I want to say, the Patriots. So Lombardi, he's a, he's very knowledgeable of the game. Let's listen to what he had to say. He was on the mighty 105.3, the fan. Shout out to them. Be sure to check out their content. Go to their website and also check out their app, Audacity. But let's listen in to this particular Episode. Hey Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. We don't know how to feel about Micah Parsons uh, in terms of picking a linebacker uh, instead of getting the corners that went off the board, especially with the linebacker they got out of LSU later on. What is your philosophy on middle linebacker or linebackers these days, especially in this Dan Quinn defensive system? Well, in the Dan Quinn-Pete Carroll system, the linebacker is critical. The Mike backer is one of the most critical components to the defense. I think you see it in Seattle with Bobby Wagner. You know, when they took Bobby Wagner in the second round, I think you can make the case that Bobby wasn't, you know, overly instinctive and he could run and he could make right. plays, but there, well, where was the fit? And I think, you know, that's the same thing you can make for Parsons and the fact that he can do a lot of things, attack the pocket. It gives their, their defense – the ability to be faster. When your mic's fast, your defense is fast. And in this scheme, your mic has to be really fast because it's a zone Thanks. concept, and you're going to be able to have to be able to, to cover all the inside routes with the inside backer. And so he's not coming off the field. I mean, it's no longer, you know, what down is it? It's what formation is it? And he's got to stay on the field for whatever the formation it is. So when we're talking about the defense in general, keeping everything in front of you, and especially with the linebacker situation, the flats and also covering the hook, the middle hook there. Uh, the, the way the Seattle Seahawks use Bobby, how can I put this? Bobby is the accelerator. He makes sure, like everybody knows that, of course, the safety orchestrate everything far as when Earl Thomas there, he dictates where everything is at. But you still need that person, that enforcer. And that's what Bobby Wagner, that's what he was able to do. Fly chase, get to the runner, get to the quarterback, and these sorts of things. So if the Dallas Cowboys are intending to use Michael Parson the way 
the Seattle Seahawks use Bobby, then I'm all down with it. Now, I don't want people to think that Bobby Wagner, well, I don't want people to think that Michael Parson is Bobby Wagner. No, 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 not year one. Do not put that on his shoulders. Do not put that on his shoulders. Let me say again, do not put that on that kid's shoulders. Let him be Michael Parson. Let him be that. Let him be that. Under linebacker room, they declined the option on Vander Esch on Monday. You got Jalen Smith, who the fans don't love around here. We talked about Jabril Cox being drafted out of uh, LSU. What, what do you think this means for Vander Esch, for Jalen Smith, especially when you're playing nickel with two linebackers on the field to get all these guys playing time? Well, you know, look, I think that, you know, again, I, I really believe downs don't matter. I think it's formations that matter. And so if you have an 11 personnel group on the field for the offense, one back, one tight end, you've got to have an 11 personnel defense. And that middle linebacker has to be able to play whether they're in 11, whether they're in 12, whether they're in 21. So I don't think it really looks like he's a nickel backer. I think it looks like he's going to play versus every formation. Because third down is no longer just a passing down. Every down's passing. So, you know, what I think it spells is competition. I think it spells that, look, you know, there's, I know there's all sorts of services that say Jalen Smith's having this great season, but you watch the tape, and he really doesn't look like that. So I think he's getting competition, and I think that anybody who watches pro football with an acute eye understands that, that he's not the same player and that maybe that drop leg does affect him at times. Well, when, when you're talking about linebacker, you got to have the ability to read, and you got to have the ability to actually, when you see the play develop, you got to get there. You got to get there. And the thing is with Jalen, and this is no shade or salt thrown at him, it could be just that leg. Man, second-guessing with that leg. And majority of his tackles came on the back end, not on the front, meaning that the player done already caught the ball and got upfield. We want to make that impact. We want to jump routes. We want to make that impact before the opposition is able to catch the ball. Now, predicated upon how Dan Quinn utilized Jalen, we will find out what he can bring to the table for the 2021 season. I believe that Jalen will be a better player this year than what he was last year. He already lamented and came out and said, man, we doing too much. They got me doing too much. I'm trying to figure this thing out, but they got me doing too much. Can we dumb it down just a little bit? And I know that's an unpopular opinion because a lot of people don't like Jalen. I, I feel you. But give this guy a chance to see what he can do under Dan Quinn's system. Now, as far as LVE, same situation. Give this guy a chance. Let's not cast him off. And basically, that's what the Cowboys are doing, collectively speaking. Saying, okay, we're not going to give you the fifth-year option. We'll play this out. But, playboy, you better bring in all of the wolves. <laughs> you better be howling left and right because everyone have a reason. But results are what matter. And we got Jabril Cox over here that can cover trail, and he can diagnose plays and be there. Might not be the best tackler, but he will be there. Oh, and by the way, they did draft Michael Parsons. So we better be we better be ready. We better get this thing going because I believe that this new coaching staff, or it's the defensive side of the ball, there's no layups. There's no layup drills here. Michael, if, if you were sitting there where, where they were at 12, or, or let's just say at 10, 
And the Bears, because the Bears gave a first rounder up to get to eleven with the Giants. W- would you have gone down to twenty, or even if the Saints? I mean, because you know the Bills a couple years ago traded down from twenty to ten, from ten to twenty-seven, and got two firsts from a home. So you would have thought the Saints would have done the same to get up to get a quarterback. Would you have gone down for an added first or two added firsts and dropped that far well, in the first? I think the problem with this draft was, especially for the Cowboys, you know, you could go down to 20, and then who are you going to pick, a receiver? Do you want another receiver that's never going to get on the field? Because that's going to be the highest-rated highest player on your board. You know, the extra picks are nice. They turn into players. And the extra picks are wonderful, but you got to make sure you have a roster where you can get playtime on those picks. And I think that that was really the hard part. I think that if you traded down to 20, what were you going to get at 20? Were you going to get a, a, a rush end? Is that who you like? Were you going to get a linebacker that you felt you were comfortable with? I don't think that's the case. So, you know, you can cling to that extra sixth-round pick that you get this year for, you know, and hang on to it. But in reality, you moved away from a good player, and that's probably the mistake. And in this draft, there was really, because it was so light on defensive players, you know, you had to kind of stay in there and take the player you thought was the best. All right, I, I agree with uh, Michael Lombardi on that one. Look, let's not get too cute with it. You've seen what happened when you do that. You know, pick the best player available, and they went with best defensive player available, and that's just who they got. I think that the Dallas Cowboys, when you look at everything from A to Z, will find out how this draft will look two to three years from now. That's when you will be able to say, okay, they did the right move. It was with the right frame of mind. Cowboys, when you think about everything, um, if this defense, they picked all of these defensive guys, if this defense improved, I believe they will. Let's look at everything from this perspective. When you look at the defense in in general, you had Jalen Smith, you had LVE, and those two guys right there along, right? Last season, you can say that, yeah, Jalen made a bunch of tackles, what have you. And LVE was on one day, off one day. You know how that goes. But now you got a guy named Michael Parson as well as Jabril Cox that can come in day one and be better than what we've seen last season. I'm not trying to throw Joe Thomas under the bus and the injured or Gimpy Sean Lee that who, who was just playing off of raw passion, right? <laughs> Let's be real with it. And when we look at the safety category, what we had last season, Darian Thompson and trying to find out that thing with Xavier Woods. It was just a mess. So now we got KZ. Now we got the, uh, the the likings of Donovan Wilson starting, opposed to waiting for midway through the season to start. And we have a Trayvon Diggs, who's not trying to learn the game, who already had his rookie year out the way, right? And whoever else we bring along on that opposite side, whether it be Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown, at least we can say to ourselves, man, boss man fat, he's no one to sneeze at. Let him go through his growing warts. Let him go through his growing pains. But I think that he will be one of the guys that maybe around week three, week four, that you see him coming along the way, right? And then all of the other guys, the six foot four gang, you know, Israel and, and Deshaun Wright. So We'll find out what this defense will entail. I believe that Dan Quinn has got a plan in action, and I can't wait to see how this thing unfolds during this offseason. 
Hey, you already know, training camp, iron sharpen iron, steel sharpen steel. Let's get this thing going the best way possible. Let me know of your thoughts about this Michael Lombardi and his thoughts and his reasonings of how all of this stuff went about. And let's figure this thing out. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Go Cowboys.